Hi, I'm Siobhan Hunt and this is Kindling Conversation, a Kindling Kids radio podcast. Just a quick note before we get into the next episode. If you haven't already, I'd love you to rate and review Kindling Conversation wherever you get your podcasts or if you enjoy the episode, share it with your friends. All right, thank you and on with the show. Having a baby can change your body in all kinds of ways. There's the extra bumps and sagging skin, but sometimes the changes cause pain or real embarrassment, or even have effects into your social life and the life of your family. Sneha Wadhwani is a GP and mum of two girls, they're five and seven, and she's passionate about helping women who might be silently suffering from post-pregnancy injuries. Today we're talking about sexual dysfunction. Hi Sneha, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Now I was saying we were talking about post-pregnancy injuries. Is sexual dysfunction a result of pregnancy injuries or or can it be other stuff? Uh, Yes, it can be other stuff or it can be a result of a pregnancy injury. So some studies actually show that up to 80% of women, uh, Australian women, after pregnancy will suffer some sexual dysfunction at three months and that can reduce to 60% at six months. So we're still talking about a lot of women not happy with the way their sex life is going after children. And this can be due to lots of things. Yes, injuries, but sometimes just what happens after pregnancy. Yes, I did want to know whether we could define sexual dysfunction because (laughs) as a (laughs) mum, having had a child, the last thing you want is to have sex after you've pushed a baby out your vag. Just saying. Uh, I could be alone there. I don't think I am. Uh, It seems quite reasonable that mums, when their babies are small, when they've just gone through the physical labour or a caesarean, whatever it is your body's been kind of bashed about, really, not to want sex or that they're tired and their baby's up all the time. So how do you define sexual dysfunction? So sexual dysfunction really, I suppose, is is defined by the patient or the, uh, the lady themselves, or the couple indeed. Um, so it can encompass all sorts of things. So you're absolutely right. Sometimes injuries can cause pain, so sexual dysfunction can be pain. Sexual dysfunction can be a lack of libido, so just not wanting to do it. Really, the causes are multifactorial, and it's been well evidenced that in a lot of cases it's just that sex is really low on the agenda like you say (laughs) you're tired often parents these days are both working they've got young children they're up all night sex is really a low priority for them but it's when that that issue becomes an issue Um, so when it's starting to affect relationships or psychological health um, that's when it's a problem okay so let me put it to you (laughs) you're in a couple and the mum is like, I'm okay not having sex. And the dad is, no, I'm not okay with that. How do you address that as a GP? Because in theory, the woman doesn't have a problem, even though it might be affecting her relationship. Personally, she's like, I'm okay. You know, I can wait for a bit longer. So how do you address it then? So it's really interesting. The first thing I'd probably do is separate them and have a (laughs) consult separately. (laughs) But it's really interesting because although the woman may say, I'm good, I don't want sex, oftentimes when I speak to them in, in consultation, it's about actually... I would like to have sex, 
but I don't have the drive. I don't have the will. I don't have that relationship that I used to have with my partner. And so it's working on all of that first. And then also consulting with the partner and discussing that actually you have this expectation and this need and I have this expectation and this need. And how do we meet in the middle? And are there steps that we take to get to that point? So really it's about, I think there's a big piece about communication there and openly revealing your expectations and wants and then working together as to how you meet at a compromise. I had no idea that GPs dealt with this kind of thing. Sounds like you're a relationship counsellor. <laughs> as well That's as from GP. years in the NHS. <laughs> <laughs> well, it must be something that, like you say, you deal with when people come to you. Um, and does and I guess that means as a GP you can deal with the psychological elements as well as the physical. Absolutely. So within sexual dysfunction there is psychosexual problems. So there might be anxiety around having sex after a baby. You know, I've had a tear. Um, things aren't what they used to be. It doesn't look like it used to. Everything seems a bit different. I'm frightened about having sex. And sometimes that can cause involuntary muscle contractions in the vagina, which do make sex painful. As it is, um, up to 20% of women after having had a, a child will have painful intercourse, full stop. So there's lots wrapped up in that. So yes, counselling and coaching and all that kind of thing I think is part of a GP's job if you're looking after a family. Um, I personally believe in looking after people from cradle to grave and I think this is just part of that. You're listening to Kindling Conversation. I'm speaking with GP Sneha Wadhwani. She has two girls and we're talking about sexual dysfunction, what it means and how it might be treated. We've just touched on how it might be treated because Sneha's a GP, so she can look at what's happening um, both in a physical way, if there are things that are stopping you enjoying sex and also on the mental side of things. Do you then, Sneha, refer your patients off to, say, a physio or to a counsellor? How do you manage that situation? So it really depends on where the problem lies. So once I've assessed a lady and her partner, I may feel that, yes, there's a psychosexual problem here, in which case sometimes relationship therapy and counselling, either individually or together, may be really helpful. There are also specialist psychosexual counsellors that can be really helpful in this. So that's one side of it. Sometimes, yes, if there's lack of sensation or there's a prolapse or the vaginal muscles and pelvic floor just aren't working well, then physio can be really, really helpful. But also there can be hormonal uh, reasons as well. Uh, some animal studies have shown actually that in following childbirth, the important sex hormones can reduce. And because of that, that can cause problems with the way the vagina works. And so looking at that, looking at testosterone levels and other hormones can be really helpful in deciding where the problem is. And sometimes it might be a case of going off to an endocrinologist or a gynecologist who specialises in that kind of treatment to help. In the past, we've spoken about prolapse and incontinence, both things that sometimes women feel embarrassed about talking to their GP about. Is sexual dysfunction also in that sort of field for you? Do you find that people aren't asking the questions that could actually make their lives better? Absolutely. Uh, and I think that occurs in 
on both parts in the couple. Uh, the the man may expect, or the partner may expect, that you know sh- my partner's just had a child, and so I'm just to expect that I'm not going to have sex. And equally, that the lady herself may feel I've had a child. This is normal. You know, I'm too busy. I'm too tired. This is just a normal part of life. So there's that, and also there's embarrassment. Nobody wants to talk about it. They know that the other partner expects something, or may expect something. They don't want to disappoint, and so there's a lot tied up in that. I think, which would often lead to、uh, people not talking about it. I think on top of that,、um, because. Sometimes they may not have a relationship with their GP. They may feel that they they haven't got anyone to go to.、Um, so I think it's important to build that relationship so you do have someone to go to because really no one needs to suffer in silence. There's usually something we can help with. Sneha, thank you so much for coming in. Thank you. That's Sneha Wadwani. She's a GP and mum of two girls.